podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey gang, quick bit of housekeeping for you before we start the show. And this is only relevant to those of you who listen to us on the Apple Podcast app or via Apple. So if you don't move along, as the great Obi-Wan Kenobi would say, nothing to see here. But if you do listen to us via Apple, listen carefully, particularly if you're an old school listener of the show. Before we became the Nat Coombe Show on ESPN, when we were the NFL show, you would have got the show updated when we moved without having to do a thing. But that's because the old show had a divert put on it. So to check, you're subscribed to the new feed because the old one is going to go pretty soon. Check out the Nat Coombe Show. Search for it on the app via the podcast browse section or the store section if you're looking on the desktop and find our show and see if it shows whether you're subscribed or not. If you are, great, you're on the right feed. If you're not, hit subscribe and delete the old one. So head on over, not in your library, but actually onto Apple. Search the Nat Coombe Show. Make sure you're subscribed to the feed that you find. Simple. Good luck. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show on ESPN. Good to have you with us, gang, and hope you are hanging in there during these difficult times. And as we said over the last couple of weeks, we're going to be dropping some extra pods to keep you entertained, to take your mind off things, to keep you focused on the NFL. Uh, so lots of different ideas flying around. We're catching up with some old friends. Asmir Begovic is today's guest. He is, of course, a massive New England Patriots fan. So uh, no surprises, no guesses as to what I'll be leading with uh, when we catch up uh, with him. And we're dropping uh, our shows every Thursday uh, throughout the offseason, as well as all these bonus ones as well. If you've got ideas for shows, your certain guests that you want to see, uh, a lot of you have been suggesting that we put an episode together on movies to watch, books to read other pods to check out not so keen on that one but the first two we can do then at the nc show on social media is how you get in touch with us uh, twitter instagram facebook fire over your suggestions who do you want to see on the show what should we cover uh, for bonus pods and harry ollie and i will do our very best to get that sorted for you over the coming weeks right then let's get straight down to it and welcome the terrific asmir begovic Asmir, is good to hear your voice, although I feel like I've, I've heard a lot of your voice recently because the season of sports pod that you do, I mean, prolific output right now. It seems like you're dropping an episode almost every day, putting us to shame. Well, no, thank you very much for having me on, first and foremost. Um, but the season of sports has been on fire recently, I have to say. Um, I've definitely, as this uh, virus has all well put me in self-isolation, I've definitely reshuffled my energies into different things. So. The podcast has been one of those things that I've um, really enjoyed doing, and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a couple few more episodes in. We, uh, we're all benefiting from that. I know you can tell, and a lot of our listeners will have heard you on the show before, on the stuff that you and I have done over the years. We'll, we'll know you're a Patriots fan, but if there are any that, that weren't sure, that were any kind of doubt, just have a look at the episodes recently of, of <laughs> Aspen Begovic's season of sports. Uh, yeah. to at least two dedicated to tom brady tom brady in, in, in consecutive days as well so like it obviously hit you hit you hard but i mean it certainly hit me hard and it could have been a lot more episodes i kept i kept it under <laughs> under control because uh yeah no it's well, history was made shall we say with tom brady leaving the patriots and um it took me about 24 hours emotionally to get back on track but uh you couldn't yeah, speak. You know, yes, you couldn't record a pod for at least twenty four hours, and then then you felt comfortable, confident enough to talk about it. Do you think? I mean, you mentioned the the strange times we're living through at the moment. Do you, 
Brady not being a Patriot anymore when, you know, you've been a lifelong Patriots fan. Uh, Brady and the Patriots for many people is, is all they've ever known in the NFL. Him not being a Patriot now, given the, the really strange times that we're living in, does, does it that make it more surreal that, you know, that we're going through this and in isolation and lockdown and everything else? Or, uh, does it put it in perspective? I mean, yeah, talk us through being as a Patriots fan and Brady being your favorite player and this legend of the game. The fact that this news has broken it in such odd times for us all, you know, as a, uh, as a collective. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely weird. I mean, and surreal would be would be a word to use, especially with the times that we're in. Um, you know, I guess we haven't even had press conference where he's holding the shirt and he's you know, got different colors with him or just around him and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's 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 going to be weird. I mean as and when we, we go back to some sort of normality and if OTAs ever happen, which is probably unlikely, but as preseason and the NFL season starts to kick on, then then it's going to become even more real because now we, we know it's happened. But once we see it with our own eyes and him wearing a different color uniform, um, it's going to be another shock to the system. Let's put it that way. <laughs> when it happens, yeah. Surely, but Brett, is he going to be Madden cover? Or is that going to jinx him if they, if they whack him <laughs> the cover of Madden? Well, we don't even know what's, what, uh, what shirt number he's going to wear. If Chris Godwin's going to give him the 12 or... So we don't, we know nothing yet. Has he not done that deal? That's just, yes, yeah, so we don't. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, he's got to give up the 12. Or, or will Brady want to move away from it? I don't know. I mean, he's got, he's got TB12 trademark, right? So yeah. Godwin's going to have to, if he wants to see any of the ball next season, he's going to, he's going to have to give it up. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to play his cards right on this one for sure. Do you wish in many respects that he'd retired or do you look at him? And I guess I'm asking you part fan part athlete here looking at kind of from both sides do you wish that he had hung him up uh, and retired a patriot uh, if, if there wasn't going to be an opportunity for another deal or do you respect the fact that he still feels he's got stuff left in the tank and in, in some ways the uh, i mean do you, do you feel the patriots have dissed him a bit uh, i mean there are 11 questions in one there but so first things first do you think he wish he'd, he'd hung him up as opposed to moving on or are you glad that he is going to give it another whirl even if it's not as a new england patriot no, I think from both both um, sides of the coin, I, I definitely am happy he's going to continue playing. I think for, from a fan point of view, the more you can watch the best players, the better. Absolutely, I think that's obviously a little bit selfish to say from from us. And I know how dangerous that game is, and um, I love for him to for, for him to play. And as a Patriots fan, um, I'm just glad that he's gone to a team where we it's easy to support him. <laughs> The Bucks have absolutely no, uh, no relation <laughs> to the Patriots. So if he, we were, I was talking with Derek Havens um, on my podcast, funny enough, and he said if he went to the Colts or the Broncos or Ooh, the, the Dolphins, then, then, then I, then, yeah. then, then, then I probably would have never watched the NFL again. I would have been sick. So, it, <laughs> um, so from both parts, it's great that he's playing. He seems to be in a, in a good place, and I hope it all works out for him. That would be the ultimate diss if he'd gone to an, oh. for, for Belichick, if he'd gone to an AFC East team in particular. Like, if he'd gone to the Bills and just put him over the, t- put him over oh. the top in the division. I, I, well, honestly, I wouldn't know what to, what to do with myself. That would, that would have just been too much to take, uh, take in. Like, Favre, the, and Favre had that detail, didn't he, when he went to the Jets so he could end up ultimately at the Vikings. So basically, he used the Jets for a season <laughs> so he could end up at the Vikings. And uh, Packers fans have only really, kind of recently forgiven him for that right even though he did everything for green bay they wanted to move on they they essentially said we're gonna we're going with rogers now you're done and yet going to a rival was you know 
uh, even in those circumstances, was was a hard pill for a lot of the the Packers fans to swallow. So Brady has played it right. Although, yeah, I mean, my God, if there, if somehow the fates conspire and when we're all over this horrible situation that we're all in and at the Super Bowl next February with a bit of luck, I mean, a, a, a Bucks Patriots Super Bowl would be uh, Im- immense. It would be immense. What about the Belichick? The Belichick way, which is kind of coming to vision again, which, and I guess stuff will come out about this down the line, but it seems to me that a lot of this is down to the fact that the Belichick was, was comfortable and ready to move on. And, you know, arguably he, he was a few years ago with the, you know, with Garoppolo, if, if uh, you believe uh, that argument. And, but Belichick has always run his teams at, based on, look, if the value isn't there, it doesn't matter who you are. The value isn't there, then we're not going to do a deal. We're going to move forwards and not look back when we're making a deal. So it, it's not really a surprise that even though we're talking about Tom Brady here, that he didn't change the philosophy he's applied throughout his whole career. I mean, are we, are we at all surprised that Belichick has just made a call here based on everything he's always done, irrespective of whether you're talking about Tom Brady or, you know, one of the 600 other players that have passed through the doors? Well, I, I, I think you're right in the fact that it's, it's surprising because with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, that would have been a more natural time to do it. Um, mm. We all would have been upset, but there was his natural successor and we probably could have all come to the conclusion, yeah, maybe this long term, probably the the right thing to do, whether you know, we agree with it or not, but logically you can say, yeah, I can see it. This was surprising in the fact that it's happened with with no successor in mind. I mean, Jared Stedham is not going to be Tom Brady. I think a couple of the comments have been disappointing that this was something Tom decided. I think there's no way Tom Brady made this decision. I think this was made for him. Um, yeah. But we have to believe that the Patriots have a plan because smart people as they are and what they've done over the last 20-odd years, is not they're not going to overnight think, oh, we're going to do something silly. This is never going to be a rebuild. I'm, I think what the Patriots are going to do is called a reboot. Um, I think mm. they're going to they're, – they're, they've got the second most draft picks this year. I think they'll stockpile. They'll probably trade a couple of veterans either now or as the season goes on, stockpile picks for next year and whether they then go big for the likes of a Trevor Lawrence and see what they can do. But I, I don't think – this is going to be a complete rebuild. I think it's going to be keep the culture in place, keep the culture at a high standard, be competitive, probably lose a few games by the field goal or the odd touchdown. But, um, you know, I think this is a plan for now. And I think this also shows that Bill Belichick is going to be around for the next five years or so. Yeah, yeah, that is a great point. I, I think it really does. I mean, it absolutely lays a complete marker down in terms of, look, Brady's expendable. You're, <laughs> you're, you're all expendable. If Brady's expendable, Goskowski as well. Did you see? I mean, that kind of went under the radar a little bit because of, because of Brady. But, you know, this is, you know, one of the most successful kickers in, in the game. And I know he's, you know, missed some clutch kicks in his time. And I guess therefore he's unfavorably compared with someone like Adam Vinatieri as a result of that. Um, but I mean, Goskowski is, you know, been a key part of the, of this, certainly the second phase of the of the Patriots dynasty, he's gone as well. So Belichick not pulling any any punches there. Let's talk a bit about Jarrett Stidham because Ross Tucker was on the show last week and he was pretty clear that, that Stidham is the way that they're going because there's, there's quite fanciful chat of Cam Newton, which we'd all like to see in, in some respects just because it would be intriguing, right? But uh, as Ross was saying and as others have supported, Newton isn't, 
doesn't fit what the Patriots are, are likely to, to continue to do as, as a quarterback. So that it's unlikely. And most other serious contenders are gone, right? I mean, you've got, yeah, maybe Dalton. And realistically, you know, unless there is going to be a quarterback controversy in uh, with the Raiders or, or, you know, the move that, that they've made with Mariota, maybe they'll be looking to, to deal Carr. But it seems to be, particularly with the Hoyer signing, that that Belichick and McDaniels are, are going to roll with, with Stidham next year. So if they do, given the fact that one of the reasons Brady left or was was one of the reasons that Brady was disenfranchised and uh, unhappy latterly was the lack of weapons around him, right? So do they really think they can compete with Stidham, a young, untested quarterback, and very little around him? Or do you think that in the draft in particular – they're going to go big on weapons around him. I think um, I think it's definitely the, the latter part of your your question. I think they're going to Patriots were the oldest team in the league last year. I think they're going to get this team younger. They're going to use a lot of their draft picks, if, if not all of them. Um, get some really good young players in there, develop them for the year, keep that winning culture intact. Um, similar, actually, the one place I would compare them to is the Dolphins. I mean, I know they're right. the same division. We all thought uh, everyone was ah, tank job, Dolphins this and everything. Whereas actually. You know they they're now a team that have that have built nicely, um, and are really going to push on and and kick on and and I think that's a similar thing to what the Patriots are going to do and I think that's where Jared Siddham fits in. I don't think they have the economic resources to get anyone outside him. They've brought Brian Hoyer in, and they've got Cody Kessler. Um, so I think overall they're going to be in a position where um, this is the way they're going to go. And as you mentioned, Goskowski, I think there was going to be other veterans. I would not be surprised to see the likes of Julian Edelman being dealt or um, Mo Sanu being dealt. Are you going to be uh, okay, so, bud? I mean, if Edelman goes as well. It's not coming at me once. You know, I think if this was at once, this, this would be way too much to deal with. But piece by piece, they're going to, they're going to you know, take this thing down and, and, and reboot. You know, that, that's the word, term I keep using because – it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense what they're doing. There's no, you know, what's the point of keeping Julian Edelman if you're not going to compete? You're better off getting a draft pick or, or something and, and, and getting this thing going because, you know, you might as well go in that direction rather than being as competitive as you possibly can. The, the East is wide open then, I guess. I mean, by the sound of it, you don't think you're going to realistically contend. I mean, what, what, and there's a lot to get sorted, I guess, and particularly in the draft. And, and, and again, particularly if, you know, a few picks, and you mentioned how many that the Pats have. You know, a few picks land, then still uh, most of the. You made this point, I think, on my radio show a few weeks back. That most of the defense has been kept intact, right? I mean, uh, you know, the McCourty brothers are back. Uh, just looking at who they've actually dealt in defensively. So obviously, Van Noy's gone to Miami, but I mean, it, by and large, the defense is intact. So, do you think that, irrespective of everything you're saying, and which all sounds pragmatic and long-term plan do you think that the Patriots can still contend in the east because it's still quite a weak division I mean or are you saying this is an eight and eight seven and nine season and you're already writing off in your head no I think it's definitely eight and eight seven nine six and six and ten six type and of season ten. Whoa. um well, you, you, I mean, if Tom Brady couldn't make it work with these weapons, Jared said he's not going to make him work with these weapons. I mean, sure. you, lose, you lost Van Noy, you dealt Harmon, you lost Danny Shelton, um, you know, one more injury and everything else. They're going to get some young players. They need to get, they need to get younger at the safety position. They need to get some defensive line players in. Um, but you don't have any other, you know, what you have no tight end. So they need to replenish all of these and they're all going to be young players. And I don't think 
they're going to make an immediate impact. Now, you know, when people say, well, Bill, Bill Belichick won 11 games with Matt Castle. I mean, Matt Castle, this, this was, this was still a one heck of a team. You know, people forget the players that were around Matt Castle. I mean, this, this mm-hmm. is not the same. This is not the same type of situation. And I don't think they're, they're going to win as many games as people think. I don't think they're going to be running maybe a wild card. If, you know, now that things are a little bit different in terms of seeding. But also, now, I don't know what you think, but I covered this in my pod last week. The Buffalo Bills, have got, I mean, they're, they're a serious team. You Really? Really? I, mean, I, I think I, they're, they're going to benefit from what the Patriots have been benefiting from for so many years, which is, which is a weak division, you know? And, and, I, and look, I, I get your point. It's a good one as well, that the Dolphins are a really intriguing prospect because they were contending in a lot of games last season, particularly the... the you know, the, after the first few weeks, and they've got more picks than anyone else. Uh, they've made moves in free agency. Uh, they're going to be fascinating, but they're not realistically a playoff team. I think if they if they squeak in, you know, with nine and seven wild card, you know, then that would be a huge success for them as a season. The Jets wholly unconvinced by by them. Full stop. Uh, and, and as we said, the Patriots are not going to be their their typical selves. So the Bills will benefit from the thing that has been holding them back in many respects for so many years which is you know uh, they will leverage a division that is full of weak weaker teams around them and i you know love the moves that they've made coaching wise they seem on point they're so disciplined defensively uh, i guess the, the only question mark there is is with with josh allen the obvious one that is he has he got enough to his game in terms of an all-round quarterback we know he can be incredibly dangerous with his legs, we know he's got the arm, right? But can he bring it all together? I think, you know, when you look at the pieces they've added, I think certainly he is, if you look at that water margin line as well, of quarterbacks, a playoff quarterback, I think he's, I'd have more faith in him than a, than a Mitch Trubisky kind of character. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think the Bills have to be at the moment the, the team to be. Who'd have, who'd have thunk that? Well, listen, um, fair play to them. And don't forget, they were a playoff team last year. Um, all things to say, they were a playoff team. So they're, they're a serious team. I, I'm a big fan of Sean McDermott, their head coach. Mm. You know, adding that number one receiver, Stefan Diggs. I mean, yeah, everyone says Patriots worried on DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs. Well, why did why didn't they get it done? Well, didn't they move? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think the and Bills Diggs, and that's big... what the Bills were missing. I mean, uh, uh, again, yeah, the biggest uh, need, their biggest, the biggest need. need. You know, and we we I remember talking about it so many times that all oh, just get you know one more weapon, and suddenly this team is. Uh, you're right, you know, a, a playoff team for sure. But a, but a, I don't think anybody thought credibly they'd have a deep run in the playoffs, despite all the positives. And and that is they've they've identified, addressed that biggest need. I mean, yeah. Oh, just on this, right? Because you were talking about uh, I think again a couple of weeks back on on my radio show about a- Antonio Brown, and there's a lot of buzz that he might end up with Brady in in Tampa. Does that intrigue you a little bit? Given that Brown is obviously unbelievably talented, but also quite clearly a, a you know a, a damaged individual at, at the moment. Uh, do you think that Brady was, by all accounts, was really frustrated with the, the fact that the Patriots didn't persist with him? Do you think that that was, I guess, representative of the frustration that's been building for a while now? That do you think that it's Antonio Brown particularly that that Brady? feels like he's got a connection with and wants to play with, or is it more that he's an A receiver, an elite receiver? And that was the crux of the issue from Brady's side, that this frustration that they would not bring in an Amari Cooper-type player. Oh, well, I, I, I 
I couldn't agree more. It's a 100%. I think that, that that was the biggest issue. I don't think Tom Brady wanted to leave New England. I think Tom Brady was made to leave New England. And and it was no coincidence that on, on a Monday evening after he saw Stefan Diggs being dealt to the Buffalo Bills, he called Robert Kraft and said, hey, let's have a chat. Mm. You know, um, why would he go to the Buffalo? Because he's got Mike Evans, he's got O.J. Howard, he's got Chris Godwin, and he's got Cameron Bray to throw out. I mean, there you go. That, 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 that answers a lot of your questions. So I think from that point of view, the Patriots didn't do enough and I don't think they wanted to do enough I think it was just time for them to cut the cord and and that's the decision they made which they have the right to do so and I think in terms of Antonio Brown we all know Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have a really good relationship um whether he's going to go to Tampa I think it's some it's one to keep an eye on Bruce Arians is denying it but also you know two weeks ago Matt Rule said Cam Newton was was potentially a franchise quarterback so what these coaches and people say right now really means nothing um so we know these things could happen and who else they're going to add and there's been reports, in the, obviously, in the press that uh, a lot of free agents, um, it's like the LeBron, LeBron James factor. A lot of free agents and people have made calls to want to join Tom and and that that project in Tampa. So we'll see what they add and how how much stronger they're going to get. So um, interesting to see what happens with Tony and Brown, but I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out for sure. That is a great point. I mean, we're talking about the you know the Bills uh, as a contending team, particularly with what they've added. That it, Brady automatically makes the the Bucks based on where they were last season a, a contending team, right? And and he, with that star factor uh, and, and pulling power that he's got, how about this? So Super Bowl Fifty Five, which of course is in ta- is in Tampa, Brady hitting Brown for the for the winning score against the Patriots. Where, if I, how would you, <laughs> how would you feel? But I mean, would that be, is that the best, the scenario that would blow your mind the most, do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it would, it would be, un- <laughs> it would be unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I can't see it. I mean, both have incredibly high, difficult roads. I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I love the Pats. I'm a Pats fan. I'm going to always be a Pats fan. Stay with it. But, with the roster you have and what you, who you're going to have to compete with now, it's there is no way. I mean, maybe a sneak in the playoffs, but if they make it to the yeah. Super Bowl, I will buy you. I will buy you a couple of dinners. At least. <laughs> a couple of a couple of dinners. Hi, Roland. I'll tell you, deal, <laughs> deal. Um, you can, will give me a goalkeeping masterclass to improve my five-a-side goalkeeping. That is that's a okay. deal that we are locking okay. down right now. Right. right now, hey. Um, Let's talk a bit about the draft, uh, in more from a fan's perspective, it, it particularly as opposed to necessarily what I, you think the Patriots will do. Cause it, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look at that nearer the time, but the news confirmed, I think since we did our last pod. Yeah. Cause we did with Ross on Thursday last week. So it highly suggested that it was going to go ahead as planned. And, and that news was confirmed. Goodell, Commissioner Goodell sending a memo out to the league, which confirmed that the dates aren't changing. Obviously the format will be, will be wildly different. And interestingly, adding an element to it, saying that if anybody criticizes the move, then they could face disciplinary action, which again, reinforced this narrative and this position that, that Goodell has consistently adopted, which is, uh, policing the league in a, in a fairly, uh, strong arm fashion. Another example of that. And, uh, you know, I guess we've seen it with regards to players who transgress off the field and whether they've actually been charged or even convicted of anything, often they still have to uh, suspend playing until uh, the NFL decides they can start again. So Goodell applying it in a slightly different way with the draft, saying, look, I don't want to hear any voices of dissent. We're cracking on. It's no surprise, I guess, really, Asmir, that they are doing that because they're looking at this inertia that is all around the world of sport and what an opportunity for them to take up X number of nights of prime time when nothing else is going on. So it's a, 
a, a, a, another stroke of uh, fortune from that perspective for them. But it's going to be different, isn't it? It's going to be strange without the crowds, without the atmosphere, with the limitations from a broadcasting perspective as well in terms of what uh, networks, how networks can report on it. It's going to be a, a strange old thing to watch this time around, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Um, I think for all of us, it'll be a very, very different experience um, to watch the NFL draft. I think part of it was was always that cool interaction. You know, now they've taken it to different cities and doing mm. different shows. Everyone's like thinking, "Oh, draft in Vegas." I mean, could there be anything better? And um, now you're going to do it without the people, which are a big part of the, the whole atmosphere. I think, from a technical point of view, the draft will be fine. I mean, the the, the teams have done all their work. Um, they would have been pretty much ready for most of this, especially as the combine was done as well. Um, I think that that's not going to affect them. I think it's just going to affect the, the whole experience for everyone um, and all the people there. You know, it's, it's it's as much of a show as it is anything else, I guess. Mm. As you mentioned earlier, there was no way the NFL were not going to, um, and I know it sounds crazy, but they were they were definitely going to make the most of this. I mean, now what else do we have to talk about with the NFL draft? So we've got a whole month to wait. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know, big opportunism uh, from them on their part and something that we're always going to make the most of. Well, the yeah, you're right. The the spectacle it won't be a spectacle it's just going to be altogether different but at the same time it's going to be you know dominating discussion across north america in terms of sporting out uh outlets our pods you know that's that's obviously what we're going to be gearing up and talking to but then the the elephant in the room i guess is what happens next because the nfl to date hasn't really been affected by coronavirus in the same way so many other sports have but going forwards it absolutely will be you know off season it's going to be wildly different to anything we've uh, seen before and there's a very real chance judy batista was reporting this on nfl.com over the weekend that she was talking to a front office uh, exec and they were saying that they don't think there's going to be any uh physical team practice training until at the very least August, possibly even later. So the season starts on time. I mean, presumably they can't start the season on time if teams haven't been able to put any kind of physical training together. But even if we take the most optimistic view that teams will be starting to get together, say in July, realistically, right? You know, which which seems to be a kind of a reasonably optimistic position. That is so different to you know any season that's happened before. It is going to have a, a major impact on what we see after that. Oh, yeah. I mean... That, like you say, nobody can predict what's going to happen. We nobody knows what's going to happen, how this whole thing is going to play out. But um, yeah, the NFL have you know been been so fortunate with the timing of this because even if the season gets pushed back a couple of weeks, you know they'll be they'll be fine. Um, it's not going to cause too much damage or or issues for them. Um, so we all we're all hopeful that everything's going to be sorted out as soon as possible, and we all get a get back to normality. But I think one of the things that's going to affect is the, a lot of teams, you know, especially young teams. I think, um, you know, the likes of Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay is going to be great because he's, he's a veteran quarterback. Um, yes, it's going to be new players, but they're going to make it work. You know, yeah. those sort of guys, veteran coaches, veteran quarterbacks, they'll be fine. But all the rookies, I mean, if Joe Burrow does go to Cincinnati, he's got a second year head coach. This, that sort of situation is going to be a little bit tricky um, to deal with. And I think the younger teams are going to struggle with this rather than the veteran teams. Big time. Yeah. The players, coaches are absolutely right. And it's, um, so you get that something to bear in mind, I think, to have a look at the more veteran rosters and, uh, yeah, the Tampa again, it absolutely plays to, to their strengths. When you think of Arians in the mix as well there, it's going to be, um, but also at the same time, when you're looking at 
cultivating a, a new offense or at least, uh, an, you know, a, a, adapting it, which they obviously will to a degree with, with Brady, you know, that's going to be interesting how they tackle that and how they approach that virtually, which it's going to have to be for a long time. And might like so many different businesses and industries adapting to, to what is happening, you know, the NFL is no different, but obviously it's, uh, I guess a fundamental challenge when there, there can't be any, any uh, physical participation for a prolonged period of time. Asma, from an athlete's point of view, how does, how would you feel that? So flip that, that dream I know you've always held of, of being an NFL pro. So <laughs> say you are, say you are, still there, uh, still there. <laughs> still there buddy. Onto it. Say you are, um, in a situation where, uh, yeah, okay. So, you, you know, you are, you're Stefan Diggs, for example, you know, you're, or you, you've moved team. So you're already in the leagues and you already know what's going on. You're not a rookie. Um, but at the same time, you, you've done a deal and, 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 and switch franchise. I mean, outside of the, the on the personal side of the uh, relocation and the family and everything else, but from a, from a professional point of view, that's got to be a consideration, right? Uh, I mean, a, 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 and a concern, I should say, for, for players that they know there's going to be a, a, a very unorthodox onboarding to, to that new team and that, and that new environment. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to cause issues. And I mean, absolutely. Um, I think someone like him who's been in the league a little bit more can deal with it. But then, like you said, mm. he's going to a young quarterback who's going into his third season. How are they going to, how are they going to put all this together? Um, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit better for the defenses. They'll be able to cope with this, uh, in a better way, but they're going to have to find, find some sort of strategy to work around this, you know, um, what are the restrictions on travel, quarantine, all these things that they're going to get together? You know, is Tom Brady going to be able to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to, to his house in Montana and, and train yeah. as he's done before with, with like Julian Edelman? <laughs> right. What What's going to happen? How much can they do via meetings, via conference calls, um, virtually, as, as we say? So it's it's going to be a tricky time. It's unprecedented. So what they can do, what they can't do, um, it's going to be very, very interesting. But hey, ultimately... It's the same for everybody. So we all have to deal with these issues. And um, I think whoever's the proactive the most in one way or another is going to benefit from this in, in the end. Yeah, big time. And, and adapting in terms of technology as well, for sure. And America's, uh, and this is my hot take of the of the show, uh, a big country. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but but in all seriousness, it, I mean, the, the way that the pandemic is spreading, as we're seeing in Europe at different rates, and, and that is true in America as well, right? So the, the situation in New York is wildly different to other parts of the country. So I wonder what kind of impact that is going to have as well in terms of team team preparation. It is all uh, going to be uh, intriguing to watch it play out. And obviously, we want the situation to, to clear up on, on a global scale as quickly uh, as possible. So a lot of the things we've been talking about the last 10 minutes are affected because uh, it is we are getting close to getting back to normal, which uh, is... The, the dream outcome. Um, before we let you go, bud, lot of uh, lockdown suggestions flying around from the guests that that we've had as we're doing lots of extra pods and bonus pods, and you know we've been celebrating the the joys of archive, vintage archive on YouTube, and and of course Game Pass if you have it, and ESPN Player if you have it, and the thirty for thirties. I watched. I watched the, the brilliant Buster Douglas one uh, over the weekend. The the forty two to one thirty for thirty, which um, I just hadn't realized actually much about Buster Douglas's background and that his dad had been a, a, a really credible fighter and that he'd had a world title fight against Tony Tucker and, and performed quite credibly and then seemed to give up. That was the implication that he just 
mentally checked out and his the reputation that he had therefore going into the Tyson fight was was cemented there and uh it was extraordinary doc and and you know if you haven't seen it and if you know a bit about the story even if you don't if you're that generation that maybe doesn't know about the Buster Douglas uh upset one of the greatest upsets I think in the history of sports that is my recommendation uh, for this show anyway 42 to 1 and that is on ESPN uh, ESPN player ESPN if you have it in the UK go and check that out I'm sure you can find a version somewhere online as well um what about you what have you been uh discovering whilst we've all been uh hemmed in a little bit well um what have I been discovering well like you said I've reshuffled my energies into pods I'm watching different I watched the Ryder Cup from couple of years ago um, yeah yeah well a couple of years ago um be reading tiger woods's new book uh, but one of the biggest things is you know i've I finally found out my wife's questionable taste in tv i mean <laughs> i wasn't so much you know victim of that before but you know now you got all these netflix things i don't know if you watch this thing show called the tiger cat oh yeah that's oh, uh that's getting a lot of buzz awful, yeah awful <laughs> I mean, the oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in the world that this stuff is on TV? I mean, so it's blowing my mind. I mean, this thing, honestly, has opened my eyes in different ways. And these places and things exist in the world. So, um, yeah, are you going to be in that situation shame on that, but anyway. in, in the Begovich house when you're just basically going to have your uh, respective <laughs> tablets and headphones <laughs> sitting next to each other watching watching different things? Is it getting to that? Is it getting well, to that? It's going to get into different rooms in a minute. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's gonna, if I continue watching things like Tiger Cat, I'm just going to call it a day. Yeah, I think or fair Tiger enough. Tiger King or Cat, whatever it's called, I don't even know anymore. It's just disturbing is what it was. <laughs> yeah, we were chatting just before we started recording as well. That one of the big issues uh, I think a number of you, I'm sure, out there are facing as well is uh, what to do with hair, right? Because there seems to be a lot of theories here. I've seen a lot of people go straight for the, I'm shaving it all off, you know, uh, ambitious and, and dogmatic and uh, and brave to kind of dive in early doors but the reality is that yeah it, this is going to become an increasing problem i might go i might just let it grow i might just go go for kind of surf, surfer boy look for as we hit the summer and get out of there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go for the lockdown coronavirus like caveman look we're yeah go, let the beard go and roll as well playoff beard um. right the edelman beard you gotta do it you gotta do it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the little things we, we didn't appreciate before. We're definitely going to appreciate at some point in the future, hopefully. So I think that's is one of those. a positive way to look at all of this. Yeah, I think there is going to be so much that we uh, we learn to remember to appreciate more. Uh, you don't know what you've got till it's gone and all that. So, yeah, I think that's that's a really, really wise words, Asmir. Um, Season of Sports Gang is Asmir's pod, so make sure you check it out, listen to it. It is brilliant, and as I said at the top of the show, there are a lot of episodes coming thick and fast, so that'll keep you occupied uh, in these difficult times. Great to catch up with you, man. Look after yourself. No, thanks for having me on, as, as always, mate. Really appreciate it. Take care, and I'll see you soon. Take care, buddy. Stay safe. Lovely stuff from Asmir. Season of Sports is his pod. As I say, go and subscribe to that. Uh, at Asmir1 is how you follow him on Twitter and other social media channels. And shout out to the Asmir Begovic Foundation as well. AsmirBegovicFoundation.com is where you find out more about all the good stuff that he's doing there. That is about it for today's show. But as I said, at the very top, we are coming thick and fast during the coming weeks and months. We're back Thursday. Stay safe, gang. We'll see you then. Bye for now.
Social Podcast Network.